So today's big question is, is your heart more worried about power, privilege, or purse than someone else's need? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. So let's dive into episode 51 today, and we're going to look at Proverbs 3, 27 and 28. We're going to read it. We're going to talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. So before we get started with that, and especially since we haven't done a prayer broadcast before this, let's open in prayer. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity to open your scripture, and I ask, Spirit, that you would open our understanding of it, that you would teach us what we each need to learn this morning from your word. I honor you as the unchanging, almighty God, and I am so grateful for this opportunity to speak to others and speak to you about your word. As we jump right in today, I ask that you would guide my words, guide my thoughts, and teach us what you would have for us each. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's take a look at Proverbs 3, 27 and 28. It says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. We're in a passage of Proverbs 3 that in the ESV is titled, Wisdom Brings Happiness. And in the CSB, this is another smaller section. We're looking for a few days at being neighborly, specifically a series of do nots that would keep us from being a bad neighbor. And in today's verses, we find out a couple of things. We're talking about a couple of different kinds of people. And we talk about who neighbor refers to and two different things that we are not supposed to do. Let's talk about the who of these verses. In the first verse, the phrase, those to whom it, meaning good, is due, has a bit of a different meaning than the term neighbor in the verses below it. The original language, those to whom good is due, has a context of master. So it can be translated sometimes as husband or captain or chief man or lord. It has a sense of someone in authority over you. And when we have a boss, a team leader, a ministry leader, and they're in authority, it can be easier than we think to withhold from them, from a sense of needing to look out for ourselves, of protecting our own power in a situation where we have less power. It's easy to have an us versus them attitude. But this verse says, do not withhold good from them when it is in your power to do so. Now, what does good mean? In the original language, when used as a noun, it's just a broad category meaning good, good things in the widest sense. It's the word that God used each day in creation in declaring the work he'd done as good. Psalmists use it to describe both God and his word most often. So it's not just be nice when it's required of you. If you have the power to do good to those over you, you are supposed to do it. The second verse is similar, a little different. Here the phrasing is your neighbor. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I'll give it to you when you have it with you. Those of you familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan know that we have a tendency as humans to treat those we know and love as our neighbors, the easy ones to love, the ones we know best. But Luke 10, 36 and 37 is a story of 
a Samaritan, a hated cultural enemy who stopped and helped someone who was hurting when a priest and a Levite had passed by the man needing help. It says, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. We learn that it's not just those that it's easy to be neighborly to, it's those who need our help. The Hebrew in this verse is a different word than the one used for who in the previous verse. This has the idea of a friend, a companion, as shown in the Samaritan parable. It really could be anyone that our paths cross. We are not to say to that person who appears in our life and needs help, go, come again tomorrow, and then I'll give it to you when you have it in your power to do so at that time. It's kind of an odd phrase. It's telling us, do not put off kindnesses. Don't withhold again, but this time in another way. Charles Bridges says this, if we have no legal debt to any, we have a gospel debt to all. Even the poor is bound by this universal law to his poorer neighbor. Everyone has a claim upon our love. Every opportunity of doing good is our call to do so. Our neighbors are the real owners of our good. Kindness is therefore a matter not of option, but of obligation, an act of justice no less than our mercy. Delay is an offense against the law of love. Too often, we delay helping someone in need because it's not a good time for us, because we're busy, because we really hope that they're going to forget about it and not come back because we want to control or manipulate the situation. We want to choose to give on our terms, because we want to feel powerful, or because we really don't want to help, but we just don't want to own that and say no. George Lawson says, delays in any part of duty furnish a strong presumption that we do not perform it cheerfully. We are commanded not only to do good works, but to be ready to every good work, not only to show mercy, but to show it with cheerfulness. He that gives speedily gives twice. But he that gives with slow reluctance gives in part a denial. So let's ask ourselves some questions. Make a list of all the things that you think of that can qualify as doing good for someone in authority over you. And then think about how likely are you to do those things? What might keep you from doing them? How quickly do you respond to help others when you are made aware of a need? And how do you think that affects what God does through you? Today's big question is, Is your heart more worried about its own power, privilege, or purse than in someone else's need? If you want a place to think about these questions and see and write them down later and keep track of what we're learning as we go through Proverbs, we send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to be on the email list to receive those each Sunday night, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email. Getwisdom.link backslash email. As for me... I was thinking a bit about the idea of withholding good from those in authority over us just because it's not something that we really think about, but I think it's easy to do and it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily feel wrong in our culture. But what really intrigued me more was the idea of not responding immediately to the needs that we come across in our lives. And I'm not just talking about giving here. I'm thinking about a nonprofit that asked for my help years and years ago. And if I had delayed or turned them down, I would have missed some long-term blessing in my life. God used that time to shift my perspective in life-altering ways, and I would have missed it completely if I had ignored the chance to help, and it would have been pretty easy to ignore that chance to help. So I'm thinking about the idea that when we delay, we lose opportunities not only to love as Jesus loved, but also to be changed by it. I was also really struck, let me see if I can go back and find this, really struck by the end of one of these quotes. 
Kindness is therefore a matter not of option, but of obligation, an act of justice, no less than of mercy. Delay is an offense against the law of love. Let that settle for a while. Let that sit in your soul and ask God if there is any ways that you have been delaying and how that reflects on his love. Everyone has a claim on our love. Every opportunity of good is our call to do so. Our neighbors are the real owners of our good. So what about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for your wisdom, and I thank you that it's available to us. And I I ask for it not so that we can have a successful or happy or pleasing life to ourselves, but so that we would be able to know you better, to be able to love you better, and to be able to love other people better, and to live a life that will honor your name, that will glorify you better. Give us that kind of love, Father, the kind that turns our hearts into something that looks more like Christ each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. If you found this broadcast helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. Things are more fun with more people along and our friends around us, but it also really helps us learn when we can talk about what we're learning with someone else that's been along for the ride as well. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe, rate, and review, and that will help us help more people because the algorithms will show this show to more people. Instead of ending out today like I have been with saying we do this every weekday, We don't. We will be back again with this show on Wednesday. Tomorrow, if you would like to join us for prayer, we can do that too at 10 o'clock a.m. Central. And I would love to have you with us. 